0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the DFS DOS podcast, your fix of daily fantasy sports information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Havern As always, I'm joined by the two J's, Joey Carrion and Jared Marcus. Gentlemen, we've got an interesting week to discuss on the podcast today. Week 8 brings us a slate with six teams that have an implied total above 28 points. It brings us Christian McCaffrey back on the main slate after a multi-week absence, if you will. And it brings us a slew of situations that have been changed by injuries and trades, as the NFL trade deadline is only days away at this point. We've gotten a few already that affect this slate and the players on it. So uh, as we do every single week, we're going to go position by position. Through the main slate on DraftKings, we'll fire off a couple of 1% plays that we think have GPP winning upside and we'll give you our best sports bets of the week. But before we do any of that, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they could support the podcast?
1: as always you could support the dfs dose by listening to us on itunes spotify youtube all at the dfs dose go ahead you could subscribe on all of those platforms as well that really helps us out a lot um, maybe leave a comment leave a review uh, depending on what platform you're listening to as always you can follow us on twitter at the dfs DOS. that's where all of our content is posted to that's our main uh, form of communication with the listeners And then you can go ahead and join the Slack channel that's in our pinned tweets on Twitter.
0: All right. So uh, before we get into the position by position, let's just talk about some general slate overview. The thing that I uh, am noticing about this slate, and we were talking about briefly before we recorded, it just seems like there's value at almost every position, which has definitely not been the case in recent weeks. But you know, this slate especially, it seems like there's value at receiver, at running back, uh, even at quarterback if you are willing to go there. So what okay. do you guys think about uh, you know this slate in general from a from a general overview standpoint?
1: I'm liking this slate personally. Like you said, there's a lot of injuries, a lot of trades. You know, R.I.P. Josh Gordon. That hurts. Hurts me to mm-hmm. say, but mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, value on the board, and uh, you could basically play all the guys at the top that you want to play.
0: Jared,
2: um, I, I think it's finally a week where I'll pay up for three running backs completely like I might mm. play calf Saquon not first look and I don't I don't usually do that Yeah.
0: Yeah, interesting. And and uh yeah, we'll get we'll get to that in a moment here. So let's uh start right off with quarterback. Um, Joey, do you want to give us your value play because I think that it's an interesting, you know, starting point when looking at quarterback here.
1: Um, yeah, so the clear-cut pay-down option at quarterback this week is Ryan Tannehill, a uh, newfound starter of the Tennessee Titans, overtook Marcus Mariota for that job. Um, <clears throat> he's 5.1, so he needs about 15.3 points to hit value uh, on DraftKings for this week, and I just love him this week going up against the Buccaneers at home. Um, you can't really run on the Bucks. But you can throw on them. They're allowing 372 uh, passing yards per game in six games this year. Um, I think it's just a smash spot for Tannehill uh, if you want to pay down. um, Don't know personally if I'm going to go there. Uh, We'll see how it shakes out come Sunday uh, at 1 o'clock.
0: Tannehill threw for 300 yards last week. Uh, I believe that that is the first time he's done so since September of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, so the matchup is great. The matchup is great. The Bucks are a complete uh, pass funnel. They have a really strong run defense and absolutely uh, no way to stop the pass. So I think in terms of matchup, it makes a lot of sense. He does have stackable options, which we'll get to at uh, when we talk value at wide receiver. But, um, you know, you look at a guy like Gardner Minshew, who's a little bit more, and I think that he's at least shown consistency this year. He has a rushing floor. He's been pretty solid through the rushing game. And, you know, I just – I mean, the Jets are absolutely terrible on a short week on the road. I think that if I'm going to pay down, I would look more at Minshew than I would at at Tannehill personally.
1: I mean, Minshew is 400 more, so I I, I don't mind going there as he's at home against the Jets who – are not really good uh on defense but i mean i would rather just take the 400 discount you get a better matchup you're also at home um and i think this game script will set out to be tano having to throw the ball 35 to 40 times and like you said he does have stackable options so i just like uh Tana Hill a little bit more than minshu um definitely my favorite guy in the 5k range for this week
0: Jared, do you want to play any of these bums, or are we looking to pay up a little more? Uh, I think I'm going to pay some money. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you like uh, this week in terms of cash uh, games?
2: I'm either going, I mean, you could always play Russell Watson. I don't know if I want to go over 7K for a quarterback, but, I mean, I mean Wilson's in the nut spot, obviously. Watson... Mm-hmm. You just saw what Aaron Rodgers did last week, and Houston throws more than the Packers, so like that seems like another nut spot. Jared Goff is not good, but he's in a nut spot. Josh Allen's in a Josh Allen's so mu- in a nut so much spot. Nut. There's so many nuts to go around, so I don't really. There's so much nut, know. you know, Pause.
0: like a squirrel on like a squirrel uh, yeah. on Christmas. So
2: I mean. Whatever fits, but if I had to rank it, it'd probably be, salary aside, I'd go Watson, Russ, Allen, Goff, but I'm probably paying Allen if I'm including salary.
0: Okay, um, that's valid, I agree, I think I agree with the way that you ranked that as well, um... Watson is my clear favorite play on the slate, like you said. I mean, we saw what what the Packers did. I think Rodgers had six total touchdowns, one rushing, five passing, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, that seems like a stat line that's well within the range of outcomes for Deshaun Watson. Um, You know, Oakland's secondary is just atrocious. And, you know, even without Will Fuller, they're just going to slide Kenny Stills on the outside and put Cutie inside. Uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, is going to do his thing. They don't have anybody who can really, you know, give him an issue in, in Oakland at all. So, yeah, Watson, 7,100 at home. It's, you know, not an easy matchup, I would say. But, I mean, even still, they've got a 29.25 uh, implied team total this week. It's the third highest on the slate. Um, love love Watson. What do you think about these uh, more expensive guys, Joey?
1: I mean, like Jared said, they're all in great spots, so I do – love all these guys i mean i would probably play watson over everybody um especially over russ i just think especially if matt ryan misses which it looks like he's going to um on thursday so matt schaub is going to be starting for the falcons the seahawks should dominate that game so i don't think russ will have to do that much for them to win so i do like watson more than Russ, and Watson is my favorite play at quarterback. Um, I'm never playing Josh Allen. I don't care how good the matchup is. That's the um, patience coming out on him. Well, if we just take a look at it last week, he had a similar matchup and didn't really do much. Um, just not a good quarterback at all. So Watson is definitely in consideration, especially with all the value at wide receiver and running back. What did Josh, wait, what did Josh Allen do last week?
0: Just over 20, eight on DraftKings.
1: That's valued, right? Uh, 2.8. He 28
2: x No, I, I think your math is a little off so. my guy. That's oh. over 3x, but it is over I feel 3X. that. Um,
0: I mean, I get where Joey's coming from, though. Like When you compare him to these other guys, we haven't seen the ceiling in Josh Allen this year. We saw it last year a couple of times with those monster games, but this year, I mean, he has five of six games over, you know, 18 and a half DraftKings points. So he has been wildly consistent, especially with his floor. It's just like, you know, it's only 600 more to go up to Watson. Yeah. And I think that, you know, 40 points is much more, you know, likely to happen for someone like Watson. And I did want to say that I totally agree with you Joey about Russell Wilson you know the Seahawks are already a team that don't mind you know having Russell Wilson have like under 25 passing attempts if things are going well and if Matt Ryan misses this game I don't see any reason why this wouldn't just be a Chris Carson smash spot and, and they wouldn't need Wilson to do much of anything
1: yeah so yeah that basically takes Wilson out of play for me and I agree with the you know Watson is only 600 more than Allen so I'd rather just pay that 600 to get up to a player that has a higher ceiling and is a better quarterback all around, especially for cash.
0: Yep. Um, and with Goff, I think that there's some legitimate blowout uh, concern here. Um, the same thing like last running week. Back in this game. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, what about this mid range? Uh, guys, say under Josh Allen. We've got Drew Brees <laughs> returning, and you know another the the nuts are runneth over this week because he's going to be home against you know the mm-hmm. Cardinals in his first game back. That looks really interesting. You know Kyler Murray on the other side, I'd be less interested in that because I think the Saints have a legit defense, you know, even Stafford at 6.1K at home against the Giants I like Stafford um, yeah I don't know. these, these are all, these are all options, and usually this is the range that I'm playing in cash games. It might be different because there's so much value like we talked about at the top, but I mean Stafford at 6.1 seems like a pretty safe bet for cash.: yeah, games, I don't yeah.
2: mind Stafford. I'd pl- I would play Stafford, but I'm just going to yeah, pay yeah. the extra 400.
0: Yeah, just because of the rushing yeah. oh.
2: and because it's a better matchup, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with both of those. What about uh, what about Drew Brees? Are you guys interested in this spot? I mean, he's coming off of a lengthy absence. You know, uh, Teddy Bridgewater has done well you know, in the span since, uh, Breeze left in week two, but, um, you know, we're in week eight now, six weeks later, and Breeze is coming into a game that should be paced up because that's, you know, every, every game against Arizona. And, uh, I mean, he's going to look to get right back into it. I think.
1: I don't think he's cash viable, but I definitely think he's GPP viable. Um, as, as well as Kyler and Stafford, I think they're uh, great GPP plays, but I don't think I'll go there in cash personally. Um, just just can't really trust it at this point. I would place.
0: Vegas is pretty bold with uh, putting the Saints at 29. 29 implied team total. They don't think that there's going to be any rust to, to brush off. I on think spot. Stafford's
2: finding cash, but with Drew Brees, like, yeah, he's GPP only. Him and Michael Thomas, him to Michael Thomas is as the every week GPP thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, the Cardinals and the Giants both have bottom five pass defenses, so they might be cash viable. But, eh, I don't know. I just think just it, because of the
2: prices, there's no need to play them in cash, so it just, like, knocks them out.
0: I agree with that, and, and you know, I would be interested to see if those stats about the Cardinals' pass defense level out a little bit with the return of Patrick Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I would be shy to play Michael Thomas against anybody in the NFL, no. um, but still, I think that we could potentially see those those stats level out at some point, at least uh, against number one receivers. I yeah. agree. Any other GPP options? I mean, we covered decent amount of guys there. I think that that's pretty much everybody that's viable, unless you're uh, interested in maybe like a little Tom Brady or Baker Mayfield in that game.
1: Yeah, play Baker Mayfield if you want to lose your money. Just... Just donate your I don't,
0: money. I mean, Jarvis Landry said they're going to win. So. Yeah, and
1: that's posted in the Patriots' locker room, and the Patriots are going to win by thirty-five. <laughs> so take the Patriots <laughs> minus ten and a half. That's a that's a that's a little bet for you okay, guys. Yeah,
2: good luck with that. You can always <clears> play <throat> uh, Trubisky. He's shown like JPP winning upside multiple times. Even though he's bad, he's like hella cheap, and the Chargers like suck right now.
1: Yeah. How
0: cheap is he? Man, I
1: didn't even see him. 4 dollars So cheap. One percenter.
0: Four. That, I, you know, I actually like that. I didn't even consider that. But, I mean, especially for GPP, stack him up with Allen Robinson, throw in a little Austin Eckler or something, and you're really cooking yeah, bro, right there. He's Facts. priced behind
2: any Dalton, like... He's priced behind Andy Dalton. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Hey, Not yeah. enough said.
1: I mean, you did say Andy Dalton was a GBP play like a week or two ago. So. Yeah, he was last week.
2: He scored twenty-one points. <laughs> trash. Man. What do you mean trash? And <laughs> scored more than Matt Ryan. <laughs>
0: that is that true. That is
2: facts. That is facts.
0: That um, is what about true. Derek? Derek Carr? For I mean, he's kind of horrible.
2: No. I mean, no, yeah, no. just because all the times he's going to have to throw it. They're, they're going to be from behind from the first drive. He's either throwing a pick six or, like, Houston scoring. So he's probably going to throw it 45 times.
0: Yeah, but he hasn't it looks like hit. they might be without Josh Jacobs. They might have to pass more Tyrell Williams returns. I think that he's a GPP dart throw. I would play him in, like, you know, if I'm making a 100 lineups, I'd play him in, like, one or two.
1: Yeah. Nah, he's not in play for right, me, personally. I'm not making that many lineups.
0: <laughs> Just um, play Sam Darnold. All right. Uh, <laughs> yikes. No. And, yeah, no. Let's move on to running back here, though. Um, and we can start right off at the top. Christian McCaffrey returns 9.2K, highest-priced player on the slate. He's basically, you know, redraft. He's been a league winner, basically, whoever drafted him and your redraft league has been in first place just about every league I'm in. That is the case. McCaffrey's just on a crazy tear this year. Um, and he returns in a tough spot, to be honest, on the road against San Francisco. You know, I'm usually on team defense, doesn't matter, but there's about two to three spots that I'm nervous about, and one of them is uh, San Francisco's yeah. run defense. I, would... I mean, they're allowing less than 25 receiving yards per game uh, to running backs. That's, I mean, that's serious.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you guys – The important question: If you are on defense, matters or not? Um,
0: Generally, no. But to me, it's always like, yeah. There's a few exceptions. If you're the stone worst or if you're the stone best, then I'm gonna take it into account. Everything, you know, in the middle, not so much. But you know, uh, Patriots defense, San Francisco defense. I, I mean, we have to acknowledge it at this point. Yeah. At the top of the
2: show, I meant to say uh, Carson, not Calf, because I'm not playing Mm Calf. So like everyone else been playing, but I'm not playing them. I, I'm yeah, not. I'm not playing. I'm them not either. targeting the 49ers. I'm not
0: playing them either. I mean, th- this might be a bold take. Maybe send this one out on Twitter. But I mean, if we're we're all straight fading McCaffrey, right? I yeah. Mean, it seems like it's especially in cash. I mean, in GPP, I'm I care way less about defense. But like, I I just seems like Barkley's a much much better play to me in my opinion. For
1: 300 less on DraftKings, um, obviously. Barkley is still going to have crazy usage, but he won't have, like, Christian McCaffrey usage, and uh, the Giants are a worse team than the Panthers, which always hurts, but like you said, Barkley has an easier matchup um, than McCaffrey, and for 300 less, I'll just take Barkley, who's shown that he can be the best running back in the NFL.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, he had 21 touches in his first game coming off of injury. That could be scaled up. You know, the Lions are allowing the fifth most receiving yards to running back. It's just a much, much better spot. I think that, to me, Barkley is the number one pay-up option this week at running back.
1: Yeah, for sure. The Lions have a bottom five uh, rush defense as well for a team that was supposed to be good at stopping the run. Kind of scares people away, but Saquon, in my opinion, is – the best play on this slate.
0: Yep. Um, And then after that, you know, there's a significant, you know, drop off in price. It goes from 8,900. The next closest is Leonard Fournette at 7,800, which is, you know, kind of crazy when you think about how, you know, we started viewing Fournette at the beginning of the season and where he's at now, he's only had one touchdown all year, and he's still just been a complete, you know, just an absolute monster with usage. I don't think he's had under 26 carries in, in four games at least, and the Jets are terrible. They're on a short week coming off of that embarrassing Monday night game. They're a home favorite. What's not to like about Leonard Fournette this week? Um, Him not scoring a touchdown. That's the only thing, but I mean that has to regress, right? Like, there's no way. I mean, that that he had, the, he had the nut and
2: nut matchups last week and still couldn't get in the end zone. They were on the one yard line, like first and goal, and still couldn't get in.
1: Yeah, but either way, if he's if he's um, you know scoring or not scoring, he still had 31 touches at his us. Uh, what was it? Seven. I, for, I forgot seven K or seven. I think 7, he was 7. seven
0: yeah. I think he was seven even last week. Yeah he was I'm seven. I mean, seven I'm still even. playing
1: him, but like still annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but for either way, I'm just, I'll take his uh thirty touches at seven point eight thousand this week, even if he doesn't score. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So I mean Barkley and Fournette are no brain uh no brainer cash mm-hmm. options. What are we looking at in terms of, uh, you know, some, some other running backs this week I mean, I'm, playing Chris,
2: I'm jamming in Chris Carson before I jam in Fortnite. I'm going to say that right now.
0: Hmm. I, uh, uh, you know, I kind of agree with that. Carson seems like he's in the best spot he's been in all if year. If we're
2: thinking that Seattle's going to blow out Atlanta and we don't think Russ is going to, like, throw the ball, what the hell are they going to do? Yeah, run the no, ball. I love
1: Carson too.
2: He's I think I personally think he's he will be the highest scoring running back.
1: Could could happen. Yeah.
0: And I mean he's been wildly consistent too, you know, 24 touches or more in four straight games, 20 plus DraftKings points in more than half the games this season that he's played and I think that, you know, the Matt Ryan injury, it's something to monitor as of Thursday. He's missed both Wednesday and Thursday practice. Dan Quinn said that he was playing this Sunday early in the week, but, I mean, you know, it's trending in the complete opposite direction. And if he misses, you know, the Falcons are going to be completely inept, as we saw, you know, with, without Ryan. They're just, I mean, they're bad with him, and without him they're just an embarrassment, and, and Carson's yeah. going to run all over them. I, I think Yeah, Carson. this is a
2: week the Falcons get embarrassed and Dan Quinn gets fired. <laughs>
0: heading right into their bye, it would be the yeah, time to make and that and then they're going to come I mean, out. He should have gun- been, been
2: fired. last year. They're going to come out guns guns blazing. I'm playing Matt Ryan right after the bye week. I don't even know who they're playing, but
0: he's a lock, lock and load. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joey, how do you feel about Carson? I know that's your boy.
1: Yeah, I mean, Carson is a great play every week, uh, just usage. Um, that's what you want to target with your running backs and for your cash lineups you want to just jam in those running backs that get a lot of touches so Carson is obviously a good play but I feel like there's you know a, a lot of value at running back as well. I mean, I know I brought up earlier in the week Sony Michelle is only 5.2k this week. Um I mean, if you want to pay down, I don't hate it. Um and he would probably be my
0: uh, option to go to honestly sony's knee injury is not serious correct
1: oh yeah i forgot that he got hurt um shout out i don't <laughs> i don't think it's uh that too serious but that is definitely something to monitor um that would put james white in play for a 100 less um and even uh rex burkhead if he's cleared
0: I'll be honest. I think James White is in play regardless. I mean, he has been consistent in just a crazy way. He's had between 11.9 and 13.5 DraftKings points in every single game he's played this year, which, you know, it's not great. It's just shy of 3xing this 5k salary that he's been in. I think he's 5.1 this week, but he's been basically at the same price point, putting up the same numbers in every single game. You know, he has eight or more targets in four straight games and only one touchdown so far, same way that I kind of expect him to regress, you know, positively uh, in that touchdown way that we expect Fournette to. I mean, I think he – wasn't he uh, had a touchdown called off uh, yep. on Monday night? Uh, yeah, it's it's he's Julian Edelman to, yeah, block, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, White, he, he's had that potential to get those touchdowns that would put him up to, like, that 20 points and make him an absolute smash. And just looking at this from a game sense – you know, the Patriots are better than the Browns in just about every single way. The one way I think the Browns have an advantage in this game is their defensive line versus the Patriots' offensive line. You know, I yeah, think that this could sure. be a legitimate James White 15 target game. We've seen it before when it gets to that situation where Brady just needs to dump it off in, you know, two seconds, two and a half seconds. And this sets up like that, I yeah. think, for James White.
1: Yeah, I like James White um just with Sony too. He hasn't had a game or he's only had one game this season with under 15 uh, rushing attempts. So it's pretty much a safe bet if he plays that he's going to see 15 plus touches. And I mean, you're kind of touchdown dependent with Sony, but um in this matchup against the Browns and I think I think it's a a good cash play personally, but as a Lions fan, mhm are you all aboard the Ty Johnson hype train? Because everybody else is.
0: Absolutely not. No, sir. I will not be playing Ty Johnson this week for Um, (laughs) $4,900. Bold, bold, bold. I think that the only reason that people are on this train is because they don't watch Lions games. I mean, you know, Ty Johnson is – I just see no way whatsoever in which, like, he gets more of a workload than he got last week. You know, 10 – 10 carries and four targets for reception seems pretty, pretty much like the limit for him. Like they don't even give carry on that much. And and this is a sixth round rookie that we're talking about. They got almost no usage, um, you know, until carry on went out. So I just, I don't think so. I mean, you know, JD McKissick was more of a regular part of the offense than, than Ty Johnson. So I just, I don't think so. So it's a fish play. I think it's an absolute fish play and I think it's going to carry some ownership too. um, I'm happy to avoid this one, personally.
1: Yeah, he's projected to be one of the highest owned running backs on the slate, only 4900 um,
0: I, It's it, The price is too much. I mean, he's right around like Tevin Coleman, who's definitely going to out-touch him. You know, 16 carries in Week 5, uh, 20 touches in Week 6, 22 touches last week. Like, I would rather play Tevin Coleman at home mm. against Carolina than, than Ty or, you know, James White or Sony, like all these guys that we just talked about. Facts. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, um I mean are you guys aboard this Ty Johnson train? Uh, no,
1: sir. Yeah. No thank you. Okay. Hell no. Nah.
2: Then you know ben, you know you know
0: Yeah. <sighs> I mean I think I think it's a fish play. Honestly, so, but I hope we'll everyone
2: see. plays calf and Ty Johnson and then I'm gonna play five thousand dollars this week and take everyone's
0: money. Oh my god. Could finally be a winning week. <laughs> <laughs> it would be lit. Um I think where running back gets really interesting this week though is, you know, sort of the mid range. You know, starting say at maybe like fifty eight hundred, Latavius Murray, I think is right back in play if if Kamara's out. I mean they've been saying he's gonna play, but I just I mean, they get Drew Brees back. Um Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I had not seen the Thursday report yet. No, it looks like Kamara is legitimately going to play. Okay, so I guess Latavius is not not an option anymore. But even right above there, you know, we have Marlon Mack, who's been getting a ton of usage. Denver's not good against the run. They're kind of a run funnel. We got Austin Eckler in a smash spot, in my opinion. Do you guys like either of those gentlemen?
1: I mean, I like Eckler because his receiving floor is absolutely nuts, but... Like, personally, I try to avoid players and, you know, timeshares, and the Chargers are adamant on giving Melvin Gordon touches when he's not um, effective at all so far this season. So it's always hard to play Eckler, but I wouldn't mind it for GPP um, personally.
0: Do you think that they show a little bit of renewed loyalty to Eckler after Gordon cost them the game last week and, you know, has really been – uh, you know, a net negative for them since he came back, honestly. You know, not just his play and costing them the game last week, yeah. but he's been negative in the fact that he's taken Austin Eckler, who has been their most explosive player on offense this year, you know, off the field a ton.
1: Yeah, you don't think um, averaging 2.9 yards per play is good?
0: You know, I can't What's say that problem? I do.
1: Oh, okay. The Chargers do. <laughs> they think they, they think it's good. Okay. Melvin Gordon has only gotten, what, one first down? So far, this the in these games that he's played. the problem. Uh, they they love that. You know, if they love that, then you know I think we gotta love it. All right.
0: That's a good point. Lock and load, cash play. Oh, yeah,
1: lock and load, Melvin Gordon. You know he's gonna see 15 carries, and he might get you 25 yards. Okay. I don't see the issue. Mhm. <laughs> uh, I
0: think that he could legit get traded. Just in
1: up coaching, man. Just so bad, like. So bad, Anthony Lynn. I don't even know what he's doing at this point. Melvin Gordon is going to get Just, traded to the Detroit Lions. That would, that would be a good pickup. Uh,
0: I don't think. I don't think so. I think that they uh, realize that they're not making the playoffs this week, and that wouldn't make very much sense, sense for them. You know. Um, what about Chase Edmonds? Sixty-two hundred. You know, we talked about how defense doesn't matter totally. Sometimes it does. I mean. I'm nervous about attacking the Saints run defense. Chase personally. Edmonds is the best running back. In I don't know NFL. how you guys feel about that. Okay, wow. it's time okay. to
1: move to wide receiver. I think that's enough for running <laughs> back. No, I'm not
2: playing I, I don't really like um I mean, Chase Edmonds is fine, I guess. I mean, just really I'd rather play Derrick Henry right under him. I'd rather play Um Derrick Henry right under him. I don't. I don't know. I'm not playing. I'm not playing I'd rather play Eckler. I'd rather yeah, play Eckler.
0: I agree. I mean, Eckler, and we just saw that you know Chicago's run defense isn't what it used to be, especially to receiving backs like Eckler. So you know, I, I firmly believe Eckler's in play. Maybe not so much for cash, for the reasons Joey said about splitting. Um, but you know, say we get the news that David Johnson is officially unact- you know, inactive this time, opposed to active. Um, well, not playing at all. Do you guys, you know, would that change things for you with Edmonds at sixty two hundred? or not so much?
2: not, not cash. Okay. I don't uh, think there's a. Re- he's not in play for. There's me not really a reason anywhere. to go there in cash because you can either go down at Derrick Henry, or up to Chris Carson. I think he's just he's not cheap enough. If he was around low five k, yeah, but like the matchup isn't isn't easy enough, you know. The Saints are a good de- they're going yeah. to New Orleans.
0: Yeah. Andrew Bruce is gonna return. Like the Cardinals could get smashed like, in the Like you're spot, telling me you're
2: gonna play someone going to the Superdome with the Saints'
0: dad playing? Like No, you're <laughs> not. That's stupid. Yeah. I'm not, but I think that he would be popular after what happened last week and just how much attention that story got because of the David Johnson confusion. I think that if he were ruled out, people would be like, oh, now we have to play him. And and they would. I think that he would be really popular and massively owned even in cash games. But uh, I would not be going there myself either.
1: Yeah, no um, thank you.
0: Best GPP running back hasn't been mentioned. What are we doing? Who would that be? Uh, Mr. Todd Gurley, the third. Uh, no. Bengals have given up 180 all-purpose yards to running back per game, 1.4 touchdowns per game. Gurley is 6 in the NFL and carries inside the 10 uh, despite missing games. Um, it's time. You know, it's been a while, I know. I remember last year we were playing Todd Gurley at like 10K. Um Seven point four. His role has not been the same. He has not been the same. But this week, those three touchdowns are coming. 7.4K. He's going to be a great pivot off of guys like Carson and Fournette who are going to be owned way higher than him. Uh, you know, the Rams are home favorites by, like, 13, I think, at the moment. Um, yeah, lock and load. I, I love Gurley this week. <sighs>
2: I like him. I played him last week in GPP. If,
0: yeah, I thought he was a good play then, and I think he's a better play this week.
1: If you want, you know, 15 to 16 carries, you know, 50 yards and hope that he falls into the end zone, maybe a couple catches here and there, you know, go ahead. Yeah, well, he's but just going
2: to fall for through his first twice into the end zone, minimum.
0: Maybe, maybe even Maybe even four, fuck it. Maybe even four. Joey, maybe even four. I doubt it, but we'll see. Just try and think back. Think back to when we were playing him at ten K. And then think about how happy we were and how much money we were making. And then think about feeling that again. Right. Think about
2: how much money we haven't made this year. And then we could just play Todd
1: Gurley and forget all about it.
0: I know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's let's do that. Seems like a great <laughs> process. Okay.
0: I agree. I, I mean agree. if Joey says it's okay. Um my Yes, I I now have permission to make yeah, it that way. Um, the one thing I'll also say, this is my last note, and this is uh, more just to tell the people out there to avoid making a chalk. Uh, not, I don't think it'd be chalk, but I just think it'll be a bad play that people are going to talk about if Jock Jacobs misses. I don't think that either of his replacements are uh, viable. You know, people might say Jalen Rashard is playable because you know the the Raiders are going to be down, and if Jacobs is out. But, you know, Rashard, despite out-snapping Washington by 30 snaps, he's been out-touched by Washington by 15 touches. So I just think that these guys are going to be a complete committee. Neither of them are viable, I think, on DraftKings, despite being cheap, both of them. Nah. Just don't go there.
2: No. Don't play that shit. Uh,
0: Let's move on. To wide receiver here and uh how about we start at the value because i think that we are going to be needing to play some value at wide receiver this week so what do you guys think is uh you know where are we finding uh, value let's just let joey start
2: so we can get this out of the way
0: joey joseph
1: <laughs> i don't know what that's supposed to mean um nah there's a lot of there's a lot of value on this slate honestly i, I like a lot of uh cheap wide receivers. We talked about Kenny Stills before the show. I like him a lot uh with Will Fuller out. I think Christian Kirkson play if he comes back um 4.7k same price as Kenny Stills. Um I like I like him a lot. Saints uh slot uh you know you know the thing with that.
0: You know I like that PJ Williams yeah. talk. PJ and Williams is
1: Not hurt, to mention. He? Yeah. Oh, is he? I don't, I
0: don't
2: think he's playing. He's either hurt or suspended.
0: Yikes.
1: But yeah, um in the games that Christian Kirk has played, he's averaged 9 targets. Um just one of the main options for Kyler. So I do like Christian Kirk a lot. Um if you want to go a little bit cheaper, I think Corey Davis and Dorsett are in play for cash games. Even AJ for. Brown. Dorsett. I thought you were going to hop right on yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, he's projected to be one of the uh, highest on wide receivers. Don't know if you have to go there. Well he's like scored personally. a touchdown in his mm-hmm.
2: last seven to nine games.
1: Yeah, him and Brady have a solid uh connection. So I don't I don't mind going there as a cheap option. Honestly, I think this week is you know, I think it'll be pretty viable to pay down I love Corey for Davis. all three of your wide receiver spots. I love
0: I you love You said Corey, Corey Davis? Davis.
2: I've been trying hmm. to play Corey Davis all year. <laughs>
1: <sighs> yeah. Seems like something you say if you want to lose money. I mean, you literally just I, brought him up. What why are you talking is, about? No, saying why you is he better play than AJ Brown
0: year. though? But why is he better than AJ Brown, gentlemen? When Brown has, I mean, he got more targets so far. Uh, you know, since Tannehill has been there, I think he's a more effective red zone. You know, target. What, his as well. one target. His one red zone target.
1: His, his one more target.
0: Well, hey, I mean it's better than one less target.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I think they're pretty interchangeable, honestly. I mean, if you want to take the $300 discount and go to Brown, I don't mind it. Um I just think Corey Davis has more upside and more talent, so I would be uh, more inclined to play him.
0: Agree on the talent front. I just I don't know, it, when it comes down to the red zone, especially they're going to be without Delaney Walker this week, I think that, you know, they could utilize the big, bro- you know, big body and AJ Brown there. Um I don't know. I, I guess it's a toss-up between the two. We really haven't seen what this offense is going to look like with Tannehill. We only have a one-game sample Yeah, Corey Davis is going for 30. Um, that would probably be a career high for him, but that would be nice. I don't know. Co- nice. I don't know. He'll be, he'll be in the player His pool.
2: games against Stefan Gilmore are pretty lit. He could have hit
1: 30. That is that's true. Is one that's one game true. The one worst game of the year for Gilmore last year. Let's not he bring that up. happened both Dog games he's played has <laughs> it?
0: <laughs> Definitely, in that playoff game a couple years ago. Nah, that was
1: Butler. It
2: was Gilmore, and that's why everybody wanted to play him last year.
1: I don't think so. It was, because Ben was dogging you about it. Nah, Gilmore got beat on one touchdown by Corey Davis in that playoff game. That's it. Then, nobody wanted to play him. I mean, people wanted to play him, but they didn't. I mean, they did. I don't think he was that highly owned. Go check. I will. What what week was it? I.
0: Well, while you well you delve deep into shit that nobody <laughs> cares about. Let's uh let's discuss. I mean, you said Kenny Stills, but I think that we should focus on that a little more. I think he is going to be the chalkiest wide receiver in cash games this week, and I think it's good chalk to be quite frank with you. I mean, um, you know, he played ninety four percent of the snaps outside after Will Fuller went down. Um, you know, he is maybe not necessarily the player Will Fuller is, but he's a good player and he's a good deep threat. And he had, you know, a season high in routes ran. He is going to be, you know, this is the best offensive situation he's been in. I think, you know, since being in the NFL, being the the full-time number two for Deshaun Watson, opposite of Hopkins. And, you know, he won't be in the slot anymore. QD will be full-time in the slot. He's only 4,700 against this terrible Raiders team that just got flamed deep down the field all week last week. Um... I, I love Kenny Stills this week. I think that he is, you know, the perfect combination of floor ceiling uh, for cash games at his price at forty seven hundred. Yeah, I don't
2: mind it. I, I'm I'm cool with paying like pretty much under five k, five k and under for my three guys, because I like Metcalf yeah, too. Me too. Metcalf,
0: yeah. Um, I even like Boyd. I I could, I could see that. Boyd's getting now. Boyd I Boyd, Boyd. I can't play. Even I mean. <laughs> No, I can't do. I mean, he the fourteen targets, and then only five receptions for for fifty five yards, and the lost fumble. I don't know. He's just so so bad. Last I don't think week. it's him though.
2: I mean, I I didn't watch the game, no. so I can't really say. But like fourteen targets, only five catches. That's like. That's not gonna happen.
0: I think that, it's gonna be really difficult for. The Bengals to really do anything on offense this week because Aaron Donald's going to blow that <laughs> line up by his lonesome. Um, by his lonesome. Yeah. Um, and I think he's going to flex that this week. You know, if I'm in that 5K range, I, I actually like Cortland Sutton this week. He's been super consistent and they just traded away Emmanuel Sanders. I don't know. You know, I think that that's a bigger bump to somebody like Deshaun Hamilton um, who, you know, will absorb you know, a majority of those slot targets in, in Denver. But still, I mean, Sutton's been super consistent between seven and nine targets in every single game this year. Under 11 DK points only once. He's had a ceiling as well. Um, 5.3K, I think yeah. he's viable as well.
1: Sutton's one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Um, he's just too cheap. But the concern with that is is that Flacco is absolutely terrible. But I think... Uh, in a in a decent matchup, he should get there. He he has forty four percent of the Broncos' air yards, um, just absolutely a smash play this week. I I, I love Cortland Sutton.
0: So we've got all of our value. I mean, you could make a cash lineup with the guys that we've already talked about. To be honest, but you know who who do you like if we're you know paying up at wide receiver, be it for tournaments or just you know you know in cash games, like for example. John Brown at 5.9k I think is viable in cash games this yeah, week. Yeah, I
2: love John Brown. I'm all about it. The the Eagles' secondary is horrible.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so bad.
0: And and Brown is super consistent, 50 yards or more in every single game this season. And I had a, what was it? Uh, yeah, Eagles have allowed 700 yard receivers. Already this year, and it's week seven, so that's an average of one per week for those of you who uh, need a little help Hoy with the math the there. there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do think that you know, I mean, John Brown has only had I think one hundred yard receiving game so far this year, and uh, I think that his second one is coming this week.
1: Yeah, I I like it. Yeah, I mean, he's what one of two wide receivers in the whole entire NFL to have what like. 50 yards in every game so far this year. 50 receiving yards.
0: I believe that is uh true.
1: So, I I like John Brown. I think he's still too cheap um this week and he's a great play. But f- specifically for tournaments, DeAndre Hopkins is by far the best tournament wide receiver on the entire slate. Um we just saw what Aaron Rodgers and, you know, MVS lazard and allison did to this raider secondary i think this is just a clear smash spot and even a bounce back spot for deandre hopkins um i think this is a ceiling game he's had 12 targets in the last two games nine catches in both games had one 106 yards last week against the colts in a touchdown just a great play all around i
2: mean you think he's that great of a tournament yeah. play if he's going to be chalky He's already projected yeah, twenty-five, I mean, like twenty-five percent for tournaments.
1: I mean, if we're—I mean, I guess it depends on the tournament. Because obviously, like in the Millimaker, Maker, personally, I would not play him, just because I don't feel like that's very optimal to pay up for a wide receiver for the Millimaker, Maker. But in some um smaller field tournaments, I think he's a he's a great play in some higher stakes tournaments if you're about I that think life.
0: For- Jared, is Cooper Cup uh really? Supposed to be highly owned 15, as well.
2: Or th- about four, 15. Uh, almost 14. I was gonna mention Cooper Cup and Tyler <coughs> Lockett for tournaments. As a pi- as a pivot off yeah. Hopkins. Lockett's in play for me every single week, no matter what. That's my guy. So he's always a smash play, especially against this Atlanta defense. They're they're just dreadful.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And and Cooper Cup. Um, you know, disappointing in back-to-back weeks, but uh, you know, this is a great spot to bounce back. To be, to be quite honest. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just, it's just the fear of basically what what happened last week is the Rams will get out to a big lead and they won't throw the ball at all. Literally, they were just running Henderson and Gurley in the third and fourth quarter and basically just saying, "Oh, you, you I mean, you're not going to move the ball on us, so we're just going to run, you know, two or three plays, punt." And you know, just end the game like that. It's always a possibility.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, to me, DeAndre Hopkins is, like Joey said, a, a, an amazing play. The ownership would definitely be a concern. I'm always looking to fade high, high, uh, high-owned wide receivers and GPPs. But still, I mean. He, he's a great play, and, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to maybe plug him in there and just try and differentiate elsewhere. I mean, if you could fit it in cash, I'd be fine with Hopkins in cash as well. I just don't think that that's the optimal build this week. But, I mean, he he's a, in a great spot.
2: Right. Nah. I, I agree. I, I, I think I'm just going to go lock it in tournaments, honestly. I mean, Hop, Hop's in the nut spot. I, I'm straight going lock it in tournaments just for the ownership. Yeah. Not because uh, I that's think fair. he's a better one. Um, Hop is in the Hop is the best best receiver play on the board. Hands down. No discussion at all.
0: Yep, I agree with that. Is there anybody else you want to throw out here? I mean Kenny Galladay bounce back week, uh DJ Chark bounce back week against the terrible Jets. Kenny Galladay, bro.
1: That man. How, I don't even know what to say about him. Like I mean why aren't you like Stafford, why aren't you targeting your you know, your best weapon on offense? You just give Marvin Jones. I mean four this touchdowns. this could be the this would be a Stafford Kenny Gallery <sighs> stat week. It could. I do like that. Um I don't think we mentioned Michael Thomas though. He's definitely one of the best players wide receiver this week as well for a hundred less than hop. And I think uh Thomas is cash viable, but like you said, it'll be kinda hard to pay up for uh you know three running backs as well as um a top end wide receiver. I mean, he his usage his usage is just nuts. If you um, if you 11 targets, 12, 13 the last three games. If you're playing
2: Ty Johnson, you have to play one of them too. Cuz if you play yeah, Ty yeah, Johnson and exactly. you don't yeah. play one of them too, just don't even bother playing this week.
0: <laughs> yeah that that's true i mean yeah i agree with that and i i would personally you know much rather have exposure to hopkins than michael thomas on pat p and i mean like we already touched on like i'm not afraid of anybody shadowing michael thomas but it's just something that i don't think is necessary when it's only a hundred dollar discount for a much better spot it's for hopkins,
2: just with personally. with michael thomas he's gonna probably get eight to ten targets and he's gonna catch eight to ten balls that's the thing because <laughs> Yeah, and go over a yeah, hundred yards and probably with, score. When Drew Brees plays, they have like a ninety completion percentage to each other. Something insane. If Drew Brees throws him the ball, he's catching it. It's it's yeah, something insane. Yeah. So if he's getting the looks, if he's getting the targets, I mean, he's he could be the highest scoring player on the slate, or highest scoring receiver on the slate. It's it's just I like see that. I should on my Michael Thomas is my pivot from Hopkins, but I still like Lockett over all of them for tournaments.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a legit take. I would say um, I like Allen Robinson for tournaments, and especially after you guys brought up how cheap Trubisky is, I think that you know you can go go with uh, Robinson in a stack there. I mean, he's averaging 9.8 targets per game. He hasn't had a game with less than seven targets, and um, you know, despite Casey Hayward. Being a great corner, um, he really doesn't travel inside the slot. Uh, you know, last week Allen Robinson played a third of his snaps in the slot. They've been moving him around more this year. Um, you know, he's got the upside. He's got the touchdown upside. You know, I wouldn't go there in cash just because Trubisky's floor is so low, and with it, the whole offense has a low floor. I think, but you know, if we're going there in tournaments, maybe a Trubisky to Robinson stack. I think that there's a lot of reasons to like that with him at only six <sighs> k for a win. Ten point nine for Trubisky,
2: yeah. Allen Robinson stack.
1: Just really, really cheap. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't mind it.
0: Um, anybody else that you guys? I mean, want you to always got to look at Julio. Not if Ryan sits. Why not? They? Yeah, not if, I mean, not if Ryan sits. I mean, I mean, the, I, it's the ultimate like pivot play. I mean, I Matt yeah, Schaub is washed up, but I don't, don't
2: forget so. what Matt Schaub used to do with Andre Johnson. I'm just say that right now.
1: Don't. F- yeah, that was back in 2008. Yeah, don't 2019.
0: Hey, don't forget. He drove them hey, down we'll, the field and we'll we'll like. Matt Schaub is 4.7. He, if drove, you want he to, uh, drove. them down there. the
2: field in like four plays last week and scored a touchdown. Yeah. So like, if he's chucking it, he's chucking <laughs> it, and they're not gonna run the ball. Because this is yeah, this is facts. their uh, this is their season. I mean, this shit's already over, but.
0: Imagine if this was like the Julio slate breaking week. I'd be That'd so be tilted.
1: Yeah. I mean, just one more guy that I think is cash viable this week, um, again is TY Hillen, sixty one hundred, only got a two hundred price increase from last week and everybody was on him saying that, you know, if he's five point nine, he's too cheap. I mean he's six point one, it's two hundred dollars. He's still too cheap um going up against the Broncos who really do not have a good secondary so I I wouldn't mind going back to T. Y. Hill if if he fits your build.
0: I don't know, Joey. I'm gonna have to see what his splits versus Denver are. <laughs> 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 um, no, that, that that that's a fine play. I I like that. And uh DJ Chark as well. I, I already mentioned that briefly, but I mean he was just so close. He got tackled at the one last week. I think uh yeah. Um, you know, we've seen it multiple times this year. He's got a ton of upside and the Jets are horrible but yeah let's move on to tight end at this point um what do you guys think about tight end this week i think it's a little bit less interesting than last week where we had like five guys that were all super super close but i mean still you know this mid you know 4.9 to like 5.5 range has some interesting plays
1: yeah personally i think darren waller is the best play on the slate and if i had to pay down i would go to hunter henry but just for waller um just he's i think he's just too cheap for his role um he's basically the wide receiver one for the raiders has seen pretty much over seven targets in every game but one you know finally hit his touchdown regression last week against the packers scored twice um i I think he's probably the top option for me Dude,
0: this week.
2: Zach or is 5.1.
0: Yeah. Mm. He is. The Bills have been really elite at stopping tight ends, but, um, you know, I looked a little bit into that. It, they haven't really played very many good tight yeah, ends, so, um, you know take that as you will. I mean, they haven't really played anybody. Um, but the Bills have a have good defense. It, but they have a they good defense a good in defense. general,
1: so, and they're at home. So Zach Ertz, no thank you. I'd rather just go to Evan Ingram or Hunter Henry.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I want to say right now, um, I'm coming off the Hunter Henry what? hate train. I've been waiting I'm, uh, I'm on the team. I'm on the team, boys. I mean, look, you know, the thing is with me is it's always been hard, and this is still true in, in the sense that the Chargers – could go anywhere with the ball, especially in the red zone, you know. opposed to guys like, I mean, say, Waller, like Joey mentioned. But, I mean, still, his usage is, there's no denying it. I mean, he has the same amount of targets as Keenan Allen over the last two weeks since he came back. He leads uh, all tight ends in yards over the last two weeks. I mean, he's, he's just underpriced, I think, at 4.9K. Um, I think that, to me, he is where I'm looking in cash this week. Uh, early in the week, and Joey mentioned Evan Ingram, who I also think is in a great spot. I mean, the Lions have allowed 313 uh, yards to tight ends in the last three weeks, and that includes matchups with Jimmy Graham and Kyle Rudolph. So, um, you know, Evan Ingram, to me, is in a very good spot this week as well.
2: Yeah, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I'm probably playing Hunter Henry or Hooper, especially if Shaw plays. I like Hooper a lot.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, What do you guys think about uh, paying down to Everett? I mean... He's seen a... Gerald Everett. 4.3.
2: I'd rather go to Hunter Henry.
0: So we have got a pretty uh, tight base then. You know, Hooper, Ingram, Henry, maybe Ertz. Is there anybody else that you guys are interested Um, in?
2: Yeah. Jared Cook.
0: Yeah. Wow. I didn't, I totally even blanked on the, uh, versus Arizona narrative. Um, I think that's because last I saw Cook was missing practice. Uh, that was Wednesday. I'm not sure if he is he's back fine. yet. Um, he's fine. Okay. All right. You know, can't argue with that. Um, Jared Cook is fine. Lock and load 4k against Arizona. Um, I think TJ Hawkinson's a decent punt option. His uh, snaps and uh, routes run have been going steadily up. Giants are garbage, and he's 3.5K. We saw his upside in week one. Hasn't really hit that since, but I don't think there's any need to go there, honestly. I really like uh, the mid-range this week.
2: Agreed. Um,
0: DST, what's the play, boys? I don't think that there is a... Pure punt option like there has been in say the last seven weeks. I think that uh, in cash games we're looking a little bit higher than we usually do. At least that's what my lean is. How are you guys feeling? Uh, probably
2: just play play the Jags. Um, I don't like going that high, so I don't mind the Panthers. Um, how are the Jets priced higher than the Panthers? That's funny. Um, tough Panthers probably.
0: I like the Texans this week, 2,700 at home against Oakland. I would expect them to be up pretty much the whole game and, you know, waiting for Derek Carr to make some mistakes. And the Lions as well for 100 more at 2,800. You know, Daniel Jones came out the gate really hot, but, I mean, he's had 11 turnovers and taken 18 sacks and, and five starts. So I think that, you know, there's definitely a possibility for some mistakes to be made there as well. But uh, no matter what, I think cash games, we're looking at this range, 2,700 to maybe 2,900.
2: Seattle, um, Jacksonville. I like the Panthers. I mean, Panthers yeah, against San Fran.
0: Absolutely. Seattle. Seattle, if, if it's Shaw, yeah. I mean...
2: Um. If you want to pay up i mean you could just play new england or the rams but i never think that's optimal in cash but i mean people do it anyways so
0: with the patriots this is like historic what we're seeing and i think that we might be i mean what what's what's reverse recency bias it's like we've been so set in stone for so long that you can't pay up for dst because it's so volatile but right i mean we might be like too set in our ways because you know this is a team that's like interception to touchdown ratio is the best thing we've seen since like the late 80s like this is an insane uh thing that we're seeing right here and joey makes a good point about you know mayfield's being so turnover prone but again like yeah if you're watching the game some of them are just what you would call lucky i think so it's really tough to say I mean, if it were any other player that were ninth in scoring and they were 4,300, we'd be locking it in, you know, right off the bat. But I mean, again, I don't know. I don't think it's sustainable. Mayfield could easily be the best quarterback they've played this year. He is. Um, coming off a short week, New England, that doesn't really bother me because they're New England and it's Belichick. So I don't know. I think it's a interesting, interesting conundrum. And I just wonder, like, psychologically, what are we, are we too set in our ways? I don't know. Alright guys, let's uh, we got two more quick segments to get to. Let's talk about a 1% play. Give us somebody who you think uh, could win a GPP out there. Uh, any position. What do Julian you Julian like? Edelman. Oh, Julian Edelman. How did we not talk about him in the segment? I had him on my list. Yeah, Edelman for sure. Is he is he really gonna He's be like low on like that?
2: Our, on Vorto Grinders.
0: Oh my god. I mean, Julian Edelman, to me, is, like, cash viable, honestly. I mean, he's had 10 or more targets in over half of the games this season, 29 targets over the last two weeks, and now Gordon is gone. You know Sanu, it'll probably take him a week or two to get fully acclimated into this offense. And, I mean, like we said, there's going to be a lot of quick passing here as the the Patriots adapt to that Browns defensive line pressure. Um, Yeah, wow, that's a great play. I didn't know he was projected that low.
2: It's because of his price, 6.9.
0: Yeah, I guess he's kind of right in that dead zone where people don't really look, but damn, man. What a play, what a play, I like that one. And for me, I am going to go with Mr. Brandon Cooks. He is also sitting in kind of a dead zone and salary at 5.7. He's surrounded by a bunch of guys that I think people are gonna scroll over and Brandon Cooks' production hasn't been there this year, but I mean, he's still, still leading the Rams in air yards. Um, He's facing one of the worst pass defenses on the board, and it only takes one or two with him. Um, You know, I think it could happen for sure, and I don't know exactly what his ownership is projected to be at. I usually don't look at that until late in the week, but I would be surprised if people played Brandon Cooks again after disappointing in what we thought was going to be a bounce back last week, but I think it's coming for him soon. but yeah, that is going to be it for us this week. Um, you can follow us on Twitter if you don't see our ads. If you're listening to us on audio, you can follow me on Twitter at Ben Hover B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you.
1: You can find me on Twitter at JoeyCarrion underscore. You can find me at Jared underscore, underscore Marcus.
0: All right, guys. We will be back next Friday as we always are. Uh, we'll talk about the Week 9 slate. And uh, we'll probably be coming off of a hot win because we're going to destroy the slate. So, uh, yeah, hope you guys uh, bank some GPPs uh, or at least hit second place right behind us. So (laughs) we'll see you uh, next week.